Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know, I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. In this Ask Shauna episode, I'm covering some of my favorite tips to save money, inspired by a listener question from Brett. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Hey, happy Friday or really any day you are checking out this episode. It's so good to have you with us on another Ask Shauna episode where I answer a question that you have in a raw, relatively unedited and definitely unscripted way. This is 
such a fun time for me to answer your Ask Shauna questions. And this question today comes from Brett, and he says, Hi, Shauna. Thanks for taking time to answer my question. I've listened to the show since 2016, and even though you've changed it up a bit over the years, it's still one of my favorites. There are a lot of dude money podcasts, but I really like a softer approach and one that feels very non-judgmental. So thank you for that. I'm in my late 30s and doing pretty well financially, but I always seem to end the month without being able to save a lot of money. Am I doing something wrong? Can you give me any ideas of how much I should save and any tips and tricks you have to save money every month? Thanks a ton. Brett, thank you so much for your question. And yeah, there are a lot of dude money podcasts out there. And I do offer a softer, non-judgmental approach. Some people like it. Some people don't. Some people would rather be yelled at about their money and how they spend their money. Some people wouldn't. So if you're listening to this podcast and if you've listened to me for a while, I'm hoping (laughs) that something about the softer approach that's non-judgmental is something that, I don't know, feels pretty good to you. It feels good to me. I, I only talk about money the way I would want somebody to talk about money to me. It's funny, when I used to work with people one-on-one, inevitably, every time, it didn't matter the age of the person, the demographic, where they were located, the first question, not even a question, I would say the first statement that people would say to me was, I'm really nervous to talk to you about my money or to show you my numbers because I'm afraid you're going to judge me or you're going to critique me or you're going to yell at me or you're going to tell me that I can't spend a certain amount of money at Amazon every month or whatever it might be. And I was always laugh, of course, because that is the complete opposite of what I was going to do. And it is my approach with this podcast and is my approach of talking about money and really blending this emotional side, kind of the heart, the feelings, the emotions around money with the head, with the with the practical, actionable side of money, because this is what I feel has been missing in how we talk about money. And I think it's really important to blend those two things together, specifically around your question, Brett, and, and saving money. I think there's a lot of shame that just happens because you just internally feel like you're not saving enough money or you feel like you're not saving as much as your friend or your brother or sister or a relative or some complete stranger that you see online talking about how much money they have saved already or how much is in their retirement account. First off, I will just say, let's just take a pause here and say that people can say anything they want on social media. It does not have to be fact. So when you're looking at somebody that is proposing to have this vast amount of money saved or in their retirement account, just kind of take that with a grain of salt because I don't know, it, it A, doesn't really have any meaning in your life. It's their money. It's not your money. So it doesn't really matter what the number is. But B, it is absolutely not a reflection of your self-worth or of where you are at your particular stage of life and your journey with your money. So I don't know, maybe you can give yourself a little bit of (laughs) grace in, in that particular moment, because I know that 
even I get to a place sometimes where I start to feel nervous. My heart starts to beat faster and I start to think, oh, I'm not at this place that this person is at. That means I must be doing things wrong. And for me, I'm a perfectionist. I come from a sort of perfectionist upbringing. And so I can immediately go to that negative place. I can immediately go to, I'm not perfect. Therefore, I'm not worthy. I'm not doing it right. I'm, you know, I'm a failure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know if that's resonating with you or resonating with anyone listening, but it's really easy for us to go to the disempowered place first. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to try and just go to the empowered place first. Be proud of where you're at. Be proud of the road bumps. Be proud of whatever amount of money you have in your savings account, even if it's a couple of bucks. It's something. Let's just start there. Because if we start there and we start to reframe from that place, it's just going to be a lot easier. All right. So let's go back to your question, Brett. I want to flip this question on its side a bit because I think it's really a question of how you're spending money versus saving money. So follow me here. I thoroughly believe in my heart, deep down in my soul, every fiber of my being that budgeting doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. It was not set up for it to work. Why? Because it's only looking forward and it's only as accurate as the numbers that you're putting into it. So it is not an actual representation of what happened to you during the month. It is a somewhat fictitious version of what you think your money should look like and where you think your money should go. And most of us don't update our budget at all. There are a lot of people that do. So if you do, that's fantastic. That's amazing. You're doing all of the work. But I don't like budgeting. I like to talk about a what I call a mindful money plan. So if you're if you're interested in a little hand holding on this, I'm gonna release my my course on F your relationship with money, where we talk about the emotional side of money, what I call the inner work, and then we go to the outer work, which is creating this mindful money plan. So ditching your budget, throwing it away, it doesn't work. Let's create a mindful plan where we give your money direction. And we help you save money through this process because saving money is first an inner an inner work issue because money is more of a mind piece than it is a math piece. Overwhelmingly, we would not have so much stress, anxiety, fear, depression, everything around money if it wasn't primarily an emotion-based exercise (laughs) process. And you don't know how to filter through those emotions and those thoughts. So it's easy to get just stuck on the math side of money and to feel like it isn't working. Things are not working for me. So always when we're looking at anything, budgeting, debt, saving, whatever it is, I want you to first go to the the inner piece of it. Why do savings actually matter to you? Might seem like a silly question, but it's a really important one. What are you actually saving for? What is so powerful about saving for retirement? That feels for a lot of you way too far off. Like you're not connected to it. So how can you connect yourself to it? Well, maybe it's I'm saving for retirement because I want to change the trajectory of my family. 
I want to be at a place where I don't have to worry about money when I turn, insert whatever age that is. And I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to explore the world. I want to be able to buy a house on a lake and live a really peaceful life the rest of the years of my life. And so me choosing today, me being mindful, intentional with my money choices today and putting, I don't know, 20 bucks in my retirement account, saving 20 bucks towards my retirement, whatever that is, is me going, yeah, because that future version of me is going to be really freaking excited that I made that choice today. So when we're talking about saving money, I want you to do the inner work. Why does this matter? Why does saving money matter? You're not not at the place you want to be saving money because you've done anything in particular wrong. You've just made choices that haven't allowed you to be able to save money. And it's just because it's it's the emotions around money are all messy. It's way easier for you to spend money when you don't feel good or you want to feel better. Um, there's so many reasons why we spend money. When we know that we ultimately want to save the money. It's just, it's not logical. So, you know, for me, when I get frustrated about work, like maybe things aren't going the way I want them to go, or maybe I got a rejection on something, my first impulse reaction is I want to go eat a really nice meal out and I want to feel good about myself. Like that is just my impulse. I want to go spend money. And it's not logical. <laughs> Because there are really a lot of other places that that money could go. And I don't, I don't, I love to cook. I don't really need to go eat out. Like it's, it's not a life or death situation for me. I have plenty of amazing food at home. I love to cook. It's, it's like a relaxing process for me, but it doesn't matter because that's instantly where my brain goes. So if I'm not careful, I'm going to continually make those choices over and over again that aren't mindful, that aren't intentional, that are going to go against my savings goals. So you see how this works. It, it is an inner process. So what does mindful mean? Well, mindful to me means being present in the moment, today, in this particular moment, being in control and choosing how you want to spend and save your money. So that's a switch. That is switching you from feeling out of control that you aren't able to save the amount of money you want to save to putting you in a place of being in control. You get to choose today. Let's just look at today. Let's look at this moment. Forget about the rest of the day. Just whatever time it is right now that you're listening to this episode, you have a choice right now of how you want to spend and save your money. It's powerful. It may seem really simple to you. But it is so powerful. If we spent as much time talking and working through our emotions around money as we do on the how-to and all the goals and all of that other stuff, I think we would all be just so much happier and we would, I think, be a lot further along. But it's it's easy to want the shortcut. Just tell me how. Tell me how much to save. Tell me how to exactly how to pay off my debt. Tell me what I need to do to buy that house. But the frustration comes when, like Brett, what you're saying is, I make good money, so I don't understand what's happening. Well, it's the emotions. It's it's all of the thoughts and feelings that are coming into play because the thoughts and feelings are going to drive the actions, patterns, and behaviors. 
So if we don't spend time thinking about what motivates me to spend money? What are my triggers? Like what what gets me? I talked about mine, but what are yours? What what sort of just gets you in the feeling of like, I, I just got to go spend money. I just got to go spend money. And that's not a bad thing. We just want to understand what the trigger is. So like maybe we can work through it 80% of the time and 20% of the time. Yeah, I'm going to just go out and I'm just going to go spend money on eating out because it's just going to make me feel better. So I'm okay with that. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for some sort of balance. So that's what being mindful is when it comes to your savings, when it comes to your money. I believe you need a plan. Budgeting doesn't work. We need a plan. We need a system. We need a process. We need to work through these feelings and then we need the actions. So let's marry the thoughts and feelings. Let's choose good in one of those. And then let's choose good actions, patterns, behaviors in in today, being present that are actually going to move us closer to, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever specific goal you have, Brett, for, for saving that amount of money. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. 
Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Let's talk about the 50, 20, 30, a budgeting tip, rule, suggestion, roadmap. I don't know what you want to call it. I've called it all sorts of different things. I don't know if you've heard of this, but this might be useful. So the way this works is 50, the first number, 50% of your take-home pay should go to your fixed expenses. So those are all the things that you absolutely have to pay every month. Your rent, your mortgage, your car payment, your car insurance, your minimum payment on your credit card bills, uh, any student loans, any kind of loan that you have, the things that you absolutely have to pay. Then it says, okay, the next 20% of your take-home pay should go to your savings. And this includes any amount in your retirement savings, including your match. If your employer's offering you a match, that percentage could go into that 20% bucket. Then it says, okay, after those two things, 30% of your take-home pay then goes to all of the fun stuff that you like to do. Eating out, shopping, concerts, uh, whatever it might be, right? So this is like a, a rule of thumb. Maybe that's a better word. Rule of thumb of if you're looking for how do I break down my spending so that I like I feel like I'm spending it right in different categories. You could use that rule of thumb. Now, always grain of salt. If you're 55%, you know, fixed expenses, 5% savings, and 
I don't know, I didn't do my math. Let's just say, you know, 40% or 40, what are we at? 35%, I don't know, variable expenses. It doesn't mean anything. Again, it doesn't mean wrong, bad, <laughs> you're not doing it right. It's just a, it's just a guideline. And we're each going to have different circumstances that are going to alter those numbers. But what this is saying is you probably don't want something that looks like 50% of your take-home pay goes to your fixed expenses and 50% of your take-home pay goes to your variable expenses because then we don't have any savings in there. So it's often hard to change our fixed expenses. They are pretty much fixed for a specific reason. Now we can do things like Maybe your your student loan is not um, on the best plan possible. Maybe you could get a better plan. Maybe you could call your credit card company, see if you could get an interest rate reduction, whatever it might be. But a lot of those things are fixed. So the other percentage, the variable expenses, that is really where the secret sauce is. That is where we need to be intentional and be aware of what's going on because we can usually find money there. That's what I call it. We can find money in your bank account without you having to make more money. We just have to know where that money is going and then maybe make some more mindful choices only, only, only if you have specific savings goals that you feel really passionate about. You absolutely don't have to make any changes at all, my friend, because it's your money. This is your spending. You get to make the rules and you can do this exactly how you want to. That is the beauty I think that nobody talks about when they talk about money. Yes, there are guidelines. Yes, you should be saving more money than inflation. Yes, you should be saving money for retirement for the future. Yes, 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 yes. All of those things. But I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know what your future looks like. I don't I don't know how you want to spend the rest of your life. So that's really freeing because you get to decide that. And the the even better part is you don't have to justify it to anybody. Anybody. I'm going to say that with a whisper because I don't want anybody to hear that outside of you. You don't have to justify it to anybody other than the people that are maybe economically dependent on you. Then yeah, they probably have a say, right? So I say you need to focus on saving what you can. But that is only going to come from your mindful money plan where you incorporate all your savings goals on your plan. You need to have all of those goals. So if one of your goals is to save $50 a month for this lake cabin that Shauna wants to buy in the future, (laughs) that needs to be on my mindful money plan because I need to direct money in that direction. It's just not going to magically happen. So, Brett, we've got to create the atmosphere where it's possible for us to save money. So we've already talked about the inner work piece. Now we're talking about the outer work piece, the actual plan. So your money, your money spending plan, it should tell the story of you. It should tell the story of what you value, what you care about, the the causes, the organizations, the goals that you have, what matters to you. That's being mindful. That is mindfully directing your money towards what you actually care about. And those things can change all the time. They don't have to remain constant. But you need to be able to have this roadmap for your money. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle. 
full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. 
Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. You know, the first place to save, I would say, is, yes, we're going to talk about retirement plan. If you're getting a match, if your employer offers a match, that's free money. You've probably heard me say this and, and many other money experts a million times over, but definitely save as much in your retirement plan to get the match. That is just kind of a, a no-brainer because it's basically doubling your contribution and it's going to make that compound interest, that great compound interest that comes with time saving in your retirement plan, it's just going to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's amazing if you have that. I have been self-employed since I was 19 out of college. I have never had this option. I've never had a retirement plan where an employer is offering a match. If I had that, I would be so much farther ahead than I am now. So please, for me and for all the other entrepreneurs, take your match and love it. And yes, you should have some money saved for emergencies, again, you're going to figure out what's best for you. Rule of thumb is three to six months of expenses saved, but maybe that's not enough for you. Maybe that's too much for you. Start with something. Start with one month. Just just start somewhere, just a little bit. But again, have this on your plan. Have money automatically deducted from your bank account flowing into that specific savings account. Then I want you to look at the things that you have to spend your money on, right? We talked about rent mortgage. We can't change that. That's pretty much fixed. Car insurance. Oh, okay. We could shop around for that. We had a guest on the show last year, but I've mentioned it in a couple of episodes. She was from Zebra Insurance and she talked about how everyone should shop their car insurance at least two times a year. That was just, that blew my mind. I never really even thought about car insurance, but you can save a lot of money by getting an equivalent or even better plan through somebody else, some other company. Student loans, right? Again, are you on the best plan? Credit cards, can we call? Can we get a lower interest rate? Or maybe we look at a personal loan. And I know there's a lot of people talk down on personal loans, but look, if you can get a personal loan that is a lower interest rate than your credit card and you can use that money to pay off your credit card, and then you have a fixed payment with your personal loan. And then you work on, I should say before that, right? Before you get the personal loan, we really want to do the inner work around credit card and credit card debt and set you up for success. Because what I don't want to happen is you get the personal loan, you pay off the credit card, and then you get the credit card balance back up. And then you're kind of in the same situation. So we want to figure out what is causing those credit cards to... Uh, you know, for you to have to carry a balance. And can we can we fix that? Can we fix the the piece, the emotional piece around money that triggers you to, <laughs> like me, just want to go out and spend money? We all do it. We all have these impulse buys. So that's really important. Uh, groceries, can you do meal planning? You know, we've had a lot of amazing sponsors on the show that offer uh, meal kit boxes and kits and things like that. And um, 
you know, that can be amazing. We had a sponsor on the show, Factor Meals, and I just, I love them. I used Factor Meals for my lunch and it was like, I didn't even have to think about anything. And it cut down on my grocery bill quite a lot because I knew that these specific meals were were coming. It was a fixed price every month. And I didn't have to just like endlessly kind of shop around for stuff to make to lunch. So it was amazing for me because I work from home. Uh, cell phone. I just called my cell phone carrier just this week. And I was actually able to move on to a lower plan from last year. And get this, this is mind blowing. <laughs> I'm still, I, I'm, this is one of the best I've ever done. We're going to save $75 a month on a family plan. That is over $600 a year. That's starting to be some some real money. Just because I called and said, hey, are we really using our plan? Is there a better plan available to us? And they're like, oh yeah, there is a better plan. And you don't use a lot of your extra data. So why not move to this plan? I mean, sometimes I kick myself that I've not called sooner, but just a reminder to you to do that. <laughs> Internet as well. Like, are you on the best plan for the best price? They're, these companies are constantly updating these plans, constantly. And so there might be an opportunity for you to move to a better plan to aka have the opportunity to save more money. So then we look at the extra stuff. Subscriptions is a big one. There's um, a lot of great companies out there that help you kind of uncover the subscriptions you have. And in that process, you usually end up finding some subscriptions that you didn't know you had. <laughs> and you can cut those out or change them or do whatever you want with them. Eating out. Eating out is always the place where we all spend a lot of money. And we just have no idea how much money we're actually spending eating out. Because I, there's just something about the act of eating out. I, I don't know. It's like you, you get ready. You go to a restaurant. Somebody serves you. You have hopefully good food. You're usually around a friend or a family member, so you have some good conversation and maybe you have a beverage or two and it just feels really good to eat out. <laughs> That's definitely my sweet spot and so many other people's sweet spots, right? But uh, maybe you choose to, I don't know, maybe you set some boundary around your eating out that still feels comfortable to you but isn't quite so impulsive. So we're we're looking for things in our variable expenses, things we can ditch and things we can just spend better on. Um, also, I use my credit card points all of the time. I buy them. I use them, I should say, uh, to buy uh, eating out gift cards. So, um, you know, if there's a there's a restaurant on there, I'll just grab a gift card with my points and then I can use that so I don't feel so guilty eating out. I also use them for Amazon points and things like that. And uh, we buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. I, I really would like to stop doing that, but it's so hard because it's so easy. So at least I feel better if I'm using my points. I don't know why. Just, I guess, psychologically, I feel a bit better. Um, and then, you know, then we've, we've worked on the stuff we have to pay. We worked on the extra stuff. And then when you find the savings, this is the key to move it towards a goal, maybe investing or paying off debt or saving for a trip or even just creating a monthly fun fund. We have one of these and it's great. A certain amount of money every month goes into this fun fund and then we get to use it however we want. And we don't, you know, there's no judgment involved. So if we want to spend it in some really frivolous way, we do it. Sometimes we 
end up giving some money to a cause that we really feel passionate about at that time. It could be used for anything. Or sometimes we decide like, hey, we just want to use our fun fun for another meal eating out. <laughs> you know, whatever it might be, right? I'm, I'm always trying to get more meals eating out in like the smartest way possible. So sometimes we do that. But the key is that to get more savings, we have to direct this extra money we found automatically to these places. So we don't even have that that decision moment. And and that's the place where our thoughts and feelings and like all of the inner process and emotions around money, that's when that really comes up. And it can stop to, you know, start to be a, a barricade to us being able to save and being able to reach our money goals. I like, there are lots of different high yield savings accounts out there. Uh, there are places like Ally Bank, which is really great one where you can set up different savings accounts. So you can literally title your savings accounts to match your goals. So then individually, you can see how much money is going into those accounts and how they're growing. And it just does a lot psychologically to be able to just log in and see that money growing because you feel like I'm I'm doing it. I am saving money. Like I am mastering this process. And even if some months it goes a little askew, that's okay. Again, we're not aiming for perfection. We're going to aim for like 80%, maybe even 70%. Because I feel like when it comes to money, because the emotion part is so messy, you have to give yourself room to kind of work with things. And then we got to go back to your present and future spending. So taking some time to think about, you know, do I need this now? We had a guest on the show. She talked about creating a money wish list of items that you want to purchase. So you can actually plan for those in the future. I love that because we do that for holidays. We've got like, these are the things I want people to buy me. Why not create a money wish list for yourself? Put down how much it costs. Put down, I don't know, when when you want to be able to purchase that, but just create a wish list. And all of these little tricks help take that sort of impulse spending moment they don't remove it. But what I found is that it, it often gives me a, a pause moment for me to think about, okay, I'm about to, I know I'm about to spend money a little frivolously, but am I okay with it? Or am I sacrificing something else that's really important to me? Like, can I just pause and take that just one moment? If I can interrupt that thought cycle, that feeling cycle, I would say like eight out of 10 times I decide, uh, you know what, I don't think I actually need that or I don't need as much of that as I thought that I needed. And this is the process of being mindful and intentional with your money. So Brett, to come back to your question, you're not doing anything wrong. You are not, right? It's just we need to set you up for success in the best way possible. And instead of focusing on how much money you should have saved, because you can read those articles and all those podcasts and different little clips, social media clips where people talk about at this age, you should have saved this amount of money. Well, there are so many other factors involved in it. I don't want you to pay attention to that because I think it's ridiculous. It's leaving out so many things. And what it's doing is trying to trap you in the emotional response of money and trying to get you in a place of scarcity where you don't feel like you're ever going to reach that point. So rather than focusing on a specific amount, I want you just to focus on the inner work that needs to happen with money, with spending. And then that 
will then turn into the outer work, right? Creating a better plan for your money and saying, am I spending my money really mindfully the way I want to? At least 70 to 80% of the time. Those two things are going to help you ramp up your savings in, I think, a relatively short amount of time. So give it a try, Brett. Let me know. If you have gotten an Ask Sean a question, there is a link in the show notes. You can go right there. I'm happy to leave you anonymous as well, but send me your money question. Let me help you work through it. As always, if you enjoyed this show, please share it with someone that you think also might really resonate with this and just keep passing along. It's how we continue to grow the show and how we can keep it going for many years to come. There is a link to everything I talked about in the show notes and a big thank you to our sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. 